2: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast
2: Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: We pay our bills, and we should do so without reckless hostage-taking from some of the mega-Republicans in Congress. Mega?
3: Senate Democrats <laughs> want to raise the debt limit without conditions. But it's not clear Leader Schumer even has the votes to do that. Instead, Democrats and Republicans are launching attack ads.
2: Default or destroy.
3: In a game of who will blink first.
4: Yeah, the whole world economy may blink.
5: Yeah, to that end, uh, let's go with clip 72. It's Phil Mattingly on Jake Tapper's show. Let's build up the drama a little bit before we jab it with a pencil and deflate it.
4: Most importantly, from a person-to-person family and household perspective, you would see your consumer products, anything that you have uh, dead end to some degree, the interest rate would start to spike on that as well. So you're owing more money on credit cards. You're owing more money on wherever you're borrowing uh, and that would take a, that would have a significant impact. And then you add job losses to that. You add a tightening of credit to that as well. And I think there's just a, a kind of snowballing macro effect here. Then you have kind of the geopolitical international aspect of this as the U.S. defaults on its debt for the first time. How do other countries look at that? What does that mean going forward from an international economics perspective? I think the cascading effect is something that people don't even want to consider or broach. And I think that's why this becomes such a dangerous moment. Yeah, I do think that would be a really big deal. I don't think the United States would be seen the same way by the rest of the world. Maybe ever again, certainly for a long time. And it would
5: be absolutely catastrophic if we did that, as as you point out, in so many ways. And as Phil Mattingly was uh, spinning out, which is why everybody in Washington, D.C. takes these discussions so seriously. Wait, clip 71, please.
4: There's no greater kabuki theater in Washington than
2: the kabuki theater around the debt ceiling because President Biden has said all along, I'm happy to negotiate about the budget and spending. I just don't want it linked to the debt ceiling, which
4: is a hard uh, charade to keep up, but they are going to start talking. And uh, I don't know where this is going to go because the House bill is a non-starter in the Senate. It certainly is a non-starter with the White House. And it appears that Speaker McCarthy has promised his far-right caucus that the bill will get even more conservative
2: not less as time goes on which i don't think can happen
4: yeah i like the headline from the wide world of news only in washington does an urgent crisis threatening the world economy lead to an inconclusive meeting scheduled for wait for it next week so next week biden and mccarthy are going to get together to avoid the biggest financial disaster in world history. Uh, let's meet next week and start a conversation when we'll have three weeks to go on figuring this out. And with all due respect
5: to the beautiful and ancient Japanese art of Kabuki, uh, that's a hell of a way to go about dealing with this uh, alleged existential crisis. It, uh, it either speaks to the fact that they're going to come to a deal. They've always come to a deal. Or... Given the fact that there are a number of rogue Republicans uh, on the scene in a very, very small majority, um, the fact that we're in that precarious a place with that disaster looming, they're still going through their. There's a really excellent but obscene expression I would like to use here, but I would lose my job, so I won't. But they continue to go through their their bull esseries.
4: anyway. It's coming a little close, and uh, in the past, I've never taken this seriously. But I am now, because we're in such unprecedented land with everything. How many times have we said in the last five, six years, this has never happened, that has never happened? This is the highest this in 100 years. This is the lowest that since 1980. I mean, it's just nonstop. So, Yeah.
5: Well, and he says, setting up 73, Michael, the Republicans are using this moment to, as Republicans will, just brutally slash veterans benefits. Wait, what?
0: Do you have any new breaths about how the bill was written, considering we're hearing some criticism from the VA and those that it might threaten veterans' health care? Can you
4: tell me where in the bill it cuts the VA? It doesn't. See, this is the damage that when people do not tell the truth about the bill. It actually goes to the funding where we were four months ago. If you look at back to the Obama-Biden budget that they passed for the next 10 years, this actually spends more than what they proposed at this time. And this is
5: where it gets from skepticism into just bitter cynicism. Nobody's telling the truth about any of this stuff. You have the Biden administration, Democrats, claiming these draconian Republican cuts that go back to four months ago, four months ago, are going to gut the VA. And I think they said it's going to eliminate 30 million outpatient visits for veterans and cost eighty one thousand jobs to go back to 2022 spending wait a minute now last year i don't recall hearing about the tens of millions of outpatient visits that didn't happen for veterans and then the va bureaucrats say oh this is uh, this is terrible these cuts to our budget will affect us deeply and our ability to because they're permanent bureaucrats who want the turf and the funding and the rest of it? That's how Washington works, and everyone kabuki, knows it. And everyone knows it. <laughs> <laughs> you combine that with the, the playing chicken and the Kabuki theater
4: and the it just all right. And then and the- uh, another couple of interesting aspects of this are that if we avoid the catastrophic default, what we've decided on most likely. Is to continue to spend a dollar eighty per dollar they collect.
5: I was just going to say, so we're spending ourselves into oblivion, and the answer is your draconian cuts will gut the D- VA. Well, they can they can gut anything you want. We got to stop spending like this. You're going to balance the budget on the backs of the poor, and those people mostly because. Uh, the politicians and bureaucrats they don't give a flying blank what's going to happen in 10 years when the uh you know the the poo of the debt hits the fan this is a very earthy segment for me <laughs> really really it's like a, a merchant marine has wandered into the room but do
4: you have any uh, metaphors that don't involve
5: feces
2: <laughs> fecal matter
5: you know i'll have to uh, flip through my book oh metaphors and come up with a A a less objectionable one, Uh, but (laughs) (laughs) they don't care that your children in a decade are going to be forced to pay exorbitant tax rates and or super high uh, interest rates. They just don't care because they'll be out of office. So I just, I don't know. It's really discouraging, and I don't mean to be such a downer, but I'm looking at these discussions and these clips and these claims and counterclaims and thinking, you know, sweet meteor of death, where are you?
4: I'm I'm surprised that there hasn't been a, a move to do away with the debt ceiling. It's completely self-imposed. It's not like blood pressure where there's an actual number that if you hit it, you're in danger. It's made up. We mm-hmm. made up this debt ceiling thing with the theory that it would force us to get our act together. Well, clearly, I think the evidence is in. It doesn't work. Seems seemed like a good idea at the time. It absolutely seemed like a good idea. It's like, you know, if your household budget, if, uh, if you decided, if our credit card debt ever hits, you know, whatever number, then we have to make some changes, because that would be crazy. But we, but the self-imposed thing has not done, accomplished anything. If we go back to
5: last year's spending levels, that will cost 81,000 jobs. Are you telling me that with the little budget increase you got this year, you hired 81,000 people all of a sudden? I don't recall hearing that either. You bunch of lying liars. Joey, what's the big deal? (laughs) (laughs) Is that new? We got to use that.
4: And when the script is reversed, you know, uh, all the Republicans voted to raise the debt limit when Trump was president, and the Democrats acted like it was a horror. That's the other part of this. And Barack Obama once voted against raising the debt limit when the Democrats uh, were uh, in the other situation. It's like I said
5: before, they meet at midnight under the full moon at the Washington Monument under the eye of the dark priests of government, and they hand each other each other's scripts as the administration changes all right here's your this is outrageous spending script thank you very much here's your if we don't raise the debt limit we'll do, limit we'll default on our debt script all right thanks we'll see you guys
4: yeah if we wanted to take the time we could look up mitch mcconnell and chuck schumer both saying both things sure we can't default this is money already spent all right yeah. Okay. Now you say it this, this is money we've already spent. Um and then uh, you're playing, you know, you can't keep raising the debt limit. We're putting it on the backs of our children. Okay, now you say it. And <laughs> just keep them in the can for whenever you need them. Yeah, no kidding. God, dang it. What a way to run a country. What a way to run the biggest economy in world history. So how do you think it's do you think they're going to come together? I mean, that's th- the most likely thing is some sort of deal gets done. But it's definitely out there that, because McCarthy passed this thing the other day, he didn't have a single vote to spare. Um, you get one person, although I feel like on this, if Matt Gates or whoever holds out and says, absolutely, I'm not voting for it, they'd freaking build a skyscraper he gets to live in with government money um, or whatever it would take to get their vote.
5: Yeah, or he mysteriously uh, gets food poisoning and uh, Hashtag Clinton body count. I don't know why the
4: Clintons would be involved. You tell them, uh, hey, there's a 17-year-old over there waiting for the school oh, bus. Well, that, uh, wow, that, that allegedly. Out, that turned out allegedly. to not be uh, true or something? or oh, They, they didn't the prosecute. Process. They did, yeah, exactly. So exactly.
5: I, Innocent I, until proven guilty, you monster. <laughs>
4: That'd be a way, I was just saying that'd be a way to lure him away so he doesn't vote.
5: I got it, yeah. So um, <laughs> you asked before, do you think they'll come to a deal? I would say in the past, uh, I was 98% sure they would. This time around, I'd say I'm about 65% sure they will.
4: You say, Matt, there's a girls' high school volleyball tournament. Oh, boy, he just he won't quit. You're what percent sure? 65. I'm down to two-thirds. My question
5: is, what would NBA great Kabul Jamey... <laughs> Bartholomew, uh,
1: and the cheer for Muslim, for, we cheer for Muslim athletes like Kareem Al-Jub- Al-Jub- Al- Abdul-Jabbar. I know him, and I zip mispronounce his name.
4: I know him, and I zip Well,
5: and then you got the second in command.
4: We don't have time for that. But, uh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay. Um, What else do we? Oh, oh, we got to tell you about if you haven't. Wall Street Journal, which is pro-business and corporations, saying corporations at least the second half of last year, uh, a lot of that inflation was just because they felt like they could get away with charging more for profit. Yeah,
5: what's wrong with that, you Marxist? uh, It'll be uh, what? What was the
4: old show on CNN where Tucker Carlson would yell at that other old guy? Right, that's what we're gonna do. (laughs) Crossfire, among other things, on the way.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Look yeah. out! Former President Trump said that he has been treated worse than every other president before him, including Abraham Lincoln. What are you talking about? <laughs> are you mad because you went to the theater and had to watch the whole play? <laughs> Lincoln not only got murdered, but they also put him on the only money that everybody hates to get. <laughs>
4: The penny?
5: Yeah. The penny, which must be eliminated, as we've discussed.
4: I am uh, wearing painted-on jeans today by accident. I'm basically wearing jeggings. They're very uncomfortable. Really? I had washed washed one of my favorite pair of jeans and somehow accidentally left them in with, like, the underwear and socks and dried them completely, and they shrunk up to nothing, and I didn't realize until I put them on this morning. And because I was up in the middle of the night having gotten alert on my phone... That the, the city I live in it was on lockdown because a knife-wielding lunatic was on the loose. I missed out on a couple hours of sleep, so I got up late anyway. So I had to throw on these super tight jeans, and uh, I can barely walk. They're so tight. Oof. And uh, I'm not digging it. I don't know how y'all who wear the super tight je- these tight jeans, I don't know how you do it. Of course, ladies don't have uh, most ladies. Some ladies. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Some ladies do not have testicles. That's hilarious, Dylan Mulvaney. You women without (laughs) testicles uh, can wear the super tight jeans, but I'm I'm finding it difficult, which leads me to... Go ahead.
5: So guys with testicles and and women with testicles.
4: Or women with testicles, yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, Homo sapiens with testicles who wear tight jeans. Doesn't make you sound at all like a lunatic to say things like that. (laughs) Right. And so uh, here's some of the lunacy here in sports, Uh, women's... Bike race, one of those tour de whatevers. I don't follow international cycling, but it's one of your big prizes for women. A uh, biological male is currently in the lead by quite a bit. Well,
5: that's funny because they have no advantage, according to the activists.
4: But they um, are sanctioned to compete under the cycling's governing body. Whatever that is. So there you go. We got another one of those stories. Whatever
5: that is, what that is is insane.
4: Go on. And this, the latest on the whole Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light thing. Bud Light sales drop 21% is now the number in the wake of Dylan Mulvaney's uh, being the spokesperson. Um, the latest weekly figures showing a staggering, it says here, twenty one percent drop, and that is a large drop because Bud Light is. It's like it's like having a drop in the amount of salt that you sell. I mean, it's got to be an inelastic product. You either drink Bud Light or you don't, and you got a certain amount you drink. If that happened over a decade, that would be a huge story. Well, yeah, exactly. It's unbelievable. It is clearly people who consciously decide. You know what? I'll drink Miller Lite or Coors Light instead, because they have gone up quite a bit. Double digits, both of those. Um, Which was predicted by practically everyone that this would happen? Yeah, I
5: I just wish there were more honest coverage of it or more insightful coverage. I, I don't expect it, but I would like it. It's not a bunch of belligerent, stupid, redneck beer drinkers who are transphobic. It's a bunch of normal Americans who are saying, look, if if crazy people want to deny reality and claim there are women with testicles and men giving birth, y'all go ahead. But if you're going to, as a company, take that stand and say, yes, we're for denying reality and we're on our knees saying, yes, we'll go along with this brand new wackadoodle stuff. We're not going to patronize you.
4: Never mind. Plus, just dabbling in politics at all, as Chris Rock pointed out in his comedy special, he's annoyed by companies he uses getting involved in these things at all. Right. Um, By the way, the number of cases of Bud Light sold, whether in packs of 12, 18, or 24, dropped an even steeper 26% last week versus the 21% drop a week earlier and the initial drop of 11%. So in three weeks, they've gone down 11, then 21, then 26 from the previous numbers. Wow, that's devastating. God, I'd say no wonder they've got let go all of those executives that were involved in in that.
5: You know, and I have a handful of friends, golf buddies, who are uh, professionals, uh, medical professionals in a couple of cases uh, who've said, no, I'll just drink something else. I'm not going there. They're reasonable people. Very reasonable
4: is inflation just a profit grab stay tuned
2: armstrong and getty
3: tired of spills and stains on your sofa wash away your worries with anabay anabay the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices that's right sofas from only six hundred thirty nine dollars
0: The Armstrong
4: and Getty Show. So I haven't heard this yet. It's AI. Somebody just told the artificial intelligence, make a pizza commercial about a pizza place named This. And here's what it came out with.
0: Are you ready for best pizza of life? Bring friends down to Pepperoni Hugspot. Our chefs make pizza with heart and special touch. Cheese, pepperoni, vegetable, and more secret things. Need delivery? Pizzas come fast. Knock, knock. Who's there? Pizza magic. Eat pepperoni hug spot pizza. Your tummy say thank you. Your mouth say "Mm." pepperoni hug spot. It's like family, but with more cheese.
4: (laughs) That was awful. (laughs) Pretty interesting, though. So I assume the AI scoured the world of information of other pizza commercials. Got the vibe of the way they are, including that music, which sounded like the sort of thing you hear in a S- little Caesars or Pizza Hut or whatever. Kind of
5: that deadpan. We have yeah. the meats yeah. <laughs> delivery. I guess that's what that was. I don't
4: yeah. know. <laughs> I know. God, that's creepy, though.
5: You know, and it's funny. I said that's awful. But it's a little like watching a toddler juggling and saying, I've seen better jugglers. Right. You're exactly (laughs) right.
4: You're exactly right. You're the worst juggler I've ever seen as your one-year-old juggles three balls. Yeah. (laughs) And and drops one once in a while. (laughs) Yeah. That was odd. Uh, This is breaking news. The Biden administration is expected to send 1,500 active-duty service members to the southern border to support Border Patrol ahead of the Trump-era COVID restrictions ending next week, officials say.
5: (sighs) Great. Good. That's a good idea. Where are the reporters who say, why were you doing exactly the opposite for so long and letting in millions of people? Well, they're on Fox News, and they, generally speaking, won't be heard.
4: Or if it's a good policy that was working, then come up with a different policy for securing the border. They're
5: well, at- if waste of skin Mayorkas is good at one thing, if they ask him, why are you doing the exact policies you claimed racist under Trump? What's important is that, rah, 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 and he'll drone on until everybody gets bored and changes the topic.
4: True debt. So yesterday we cited a poll. Uh, it was asking people. What causes inflation? The number one response was greed of corporations, which we mocked and laughed at. Fools. Uh, A third of people saying that, and that was far and away the number one response. And then this article in the Wall Street Journal today, why is inflation so sticky? It could be corporate profits. What? Thought this was interesting. There have been good reasons for businesses to raise their prices in recent months. The supply chain disruptions caused by COVID, as we all know. Energy, food, and raw material bottlenecks following the Russian invasion of Ukraine have pushed costs higher. But there are signs that companies are doing more than covering their costs, according to economists. And they list a whole bunch of different organizations that are involved in this sort of thing. That the uh, a bigger factor in fueling inflation, at least during the second half of last year, was an opportunity to grab profit. One puzzle is why can what's what we mocked yesterday was the idea of companies just raising prices because they can because if you took even the most basic of economic classes you you know you you charge as much as you can get away with sure and make the most money I mean (laughs) you could charge at Denny's a thousand dollars for bacon and eggs and you would make a lot more profit but you would sell zero orders of bacon and eggs I would respectfully walk out of the Denny's yes. But if your competitor is charging $12.99 and getting people, and you're charging $11.99, you might raise it to $12.99. Sure. Or the reverse. If they're doing better business at eleven ninety nine dollars you're charging $12.99, you might lower your price. I think we all understand how this works. But um, it would seem that companies figured out that they could raise the prices More than that, and we would pay it. One puzzle, says the Wall Street Journal, is why consumers have played ball. Usually, economists would expect any business that raised its prices to lose customers to competitors that don't or not buy as much. But these aren't normal times. In rare situations, such as an economy's reopening after a pandemic, widespread knowledge that costs are rising allows businesses to raise their prices, knowing that the competitors will act in the same way. That's according to a professor of economics at the University of Massachusetts. Oh,
5: I was going to say, what is this guy? 200 years old. He's been through enough pandemics. He recognizes the patterns. The rest of us are kind of new to it.
4: And this is a pattern that a couple of different economists say has played out talking to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Consumers have been unusually willing to accept higher prices lately. I got to admit, when I go in and something's expensive, I just think, well, what are you going to do? Inflation, the war, supply chain, COVID. Right. I don't think no possible way. I'm going to go check and see if the competitor's charging less. And apparently a lot of us are reacting the same way.
5: Or saying, I'm not buying that, or I'm buying right. something different. This, You know what? It's, you know, putting aside how galling it is, if you, especially if you're, you know, on a very tight budget, What an interesting idea. There's so much inflation in the air. Companies say, well, we got to raise it 10%. Why don't we raise it 20% and see if people still buy our crap?
4: Probably thrown in with a little bit of supply chain of when you get there, they finally have the baby wipes. Geez, that's a high price, but I better buy them because when I come back next time, the shelf might be empty. And my hiney is so chapped. I need them. Supply chain seems to still be a thing. I was remarking to someone the other day, when am I going to get my America back? Because I was at the grocery store wanting to buy kids ibuprofen. You can't find kids ibuprofen anywhere. They get bottles in. Everybody buys them. It's just there's still stuff that doesn't show up on the shelves. And I'm, I'm not exactly sure how that works. But anyway, back to the Wall Street Journal article. Businesses are confident that they can convince consumers that it isn't their fault and it won't damage their brand. Now, the Wall Street Journal does say that they think the time might be up on that. And uh, we're probably at the point where companies may be reassessing whether to push this. A reputation for being a poor value for money stays for a long time.
5: Good. Yeah. Okay. good. I'm glad they got to that, because I was just going to say, while this seems like, oh, my God, it's greed. They're just taking money they don't need. It, It won't last. It can't last because the market will correct itself. It'll take a little while. Um, till people make different buying decisions, rearrange their lifestyles, et cetera. But then the corporations will react.
4: Right. So but at least the second half of last year, some of that price increase was an opportunity to maximize profits, as some of my Marxist friends have been saying. Uh, but what you're saying is, and I'm you're absolutely true, it's going to go back to the regular market forces taking over. We we're in a weird psychology there. You combine the pandemic with the war in Ukraine and everything, and then the ridiculous spending by our federal government to pump up inflation. There are a lot of reasons that you would accept the price when you walk into the store or the restaurant or the gas pump or whatever.
5: Right, in a pretty unprecedented way. But the one thing that kind of amuses me about people who gripe about a corporation charging more than it has to is the idea that you would go in uh, to a job interview and... You'd say, I need $60,000 a year to do this job. And the boss would say, we're prepared to offer eighty, And you would say, nope, nope, that would be excessive pay for me. I won't accept it. You would take what you could get. And the idea that, you know, uh, you'd walk in and say, I'll give you $500 for that uh, riding lawnmower here, Mr. Uh, Home Depot. And Home Depot says, no, that's too much. Give us 400 for it. I mean, if the little <laughs> lady down the street is selling you a mower, she might do that. God bless her. But no, if you're walking in there willing to give them $500 for that mower, they're going to take your $500 until you stop offering you, the consumer, stop offering $500. They're experimenting to see how much their product is worth to you. They're allowed to do that. That's a good thing. But, again, I will admit, it's kind of crazy to see a time where there's so much inflation in the air, people just unquestioningly say, oh, okay, I'll pay that much more for my box of Cheerios.
4: Right. Yeah, there is more psychology going on than usual. Usually it's just hardcore numbers. Yeah. Post-Cereal is selling this many boxes. General Mills is selling this many. Maybe we're charging too much or vice versa.
5: Maybe you just go in and haggle over everything. You go to the, the checkout clerk, say, hey, this uh, box Cheerios, it's uh, 4, 4 dollars I'll give you uh, $4 even for it. You go through the whole cart. These bananas, hmm, seems a little high to me. I'll give you 80 cents a pound.
4: I had a friend who haggled freaking everything all the time, and it, <laughs> and it worked for him a lot. I just, I don't know, my combination of uh, wanting to avoid conflict and being lazy combined for not haggling over everything all the time, but...
5: Aya, it's like my buddy Rob, who never has his phone with him. Aya, admirable yet annoying.
4: <laughs> and and he would he would haggle down prices at things I wouldn't have thought you could, like you're at a you know like a, one of those shoe stores, you know, like uh, where they wear the referee outfits. I don't remember which one that is. Oh yeah, locker Champs or locker room. <laughs> sports. But he'd be a place shoe. like that and it'd say. 180 about 150 usually the young person would say what Where, where's your manager manager here. i'll give you 154 and oftentimes he would get them for the lower price wow now i don't know if that's still true that was many years ago now everything is in a computer in such a way i don't know if you'd be able to i don't know if you'd have that level of autonomy i have no idea
5: happened to me a couple of times lately the manager just goes in and overrides it and gives 10 percent mm. Um you know if i could take a shot probably from bill gates probably with a chip in it um that would make negotiation completely non-stressful and fun i would take that shot because uh, even for all of my you know confidence such as it is i've got to admit when i uh, it, it, contemplating the idea of going to the shoe store, and actually, I need some new running shoes. If I were to go in and start haggling with the clerk and then the manager and all, even thinking about that is stressful for me.
4: Is a bear chasing you? Why do you need new running shoes?
5: Because uh, I, I wear them out. You, why does anybody need new running shoes?
4: Why are you going to run in them?
5: Oh, 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 oh. We've had this argument before. <laughs> I'm not going to run in them, but they're still running shoes. Okay. If you put on a pair of my golf shoes and go, I don't know, play tennis in them, they're still golf shoes. <laughs>
4: that would be that would be really uncomfortable, clacking around on the tennis court. And unwise. Mm-hmm. Probably turn an ankle. I suppose you're right. If my son wore football cleats right. to tap dance in, they're still football cleats. Indeed. You've come around to my
5: logical way of thinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: My son bought a used bike off Craigslist the other day. He wanted to buy this bike; he's really into with his own money. And I said, nice. "I think we should see if we can get it used for a lot less." And I found one just like he was looking for, barely used at all, for half the money. Oh, good! And good, uh, good. and and I also said, "And that's what he's asking. That's not what he's. He'll be willing to take less." And anyway, went through that whole learning lesson, and uh, I'd like to. I'd like to encourage him to always check the used market first. I'm big on that. I know a lot of you. We'll never use anything used. Buying somebody else's problems or whatever, but Bob yeah, crap. That's not been my experience. Yeah. Should yeah. charge him a consultant fee. <laughs> yeah, he's the budding businessman. He got this new bike and uh and his brother wanted to ride it, and he said, I'll let you ride it for two minutes for five dollars. <laughs> Henry went in his room and got five dollars. No. Paid him five dollars to ride it for two minutes. That's an exorbitant rate. that's what I thought. I actually said that, and he said, he's willing to pay it, and I thought, well, yeah. That is exactly the way the market is supposed to work. I've rented bicycles, (laughs) and that is
5: confiscatory. That's that's gouging. That's price gouging. It's outrageous.
4: (laughs) We'll finish strong next.
3: Armstrong and Getty. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's anabe dot Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the US economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Archaea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I can see her line back in your setting. Bridget, how was your trip to Argentina? I love to hear about it.
1: Oh, it was so fun. I had a blast. We explored around the city and went to museums and did a lot of fun stuff.
0: That sounds amazing. Did you get to try any new foods while you were there?
1: Actually, we didn't really eat well. Hey, Varun, I hear you're looking for a job to teach React Native. Thank you for your interest. I've been studying React Native for the past few months, and I'm confident that I have the skills and knowledge access necessary for the job. (laughs) <laughs> what
5: the hell was that? <laughs> that is people actually trying that uh, glasses slash monocle that we told you about the, uh, a week or so ago that Stanford students developed that using AI would help you know what to say in a conversation from your friend just got back from Venezuela, wasn't it, or wherever, and uh, or in a job interview. Thank you. I have been interested in working at your firm for some time.
4: (laughs) I didn't realize it was a monocle.
5: Uh, You got to get better readers to demo your products. Although the first guy, did you get a chance to try some new foods while you were there? Man, I tell you what, to make me skilled at small talk, I would buy this. Say goodbye to awkward dates and job interviews. A Stanford student developer tweeted in March, blah, blah, blah. Listens to your conversation and tells you exactly what to say next.
4: God, we're about to enter a new weird world.
5: And we're not even near, like, caught up to the current weird world.
4: Right, and uh, as I was uh, conveying last week, the concern that, we're sucking humanity out of all this sort of stuff some of these stories that have gotten attention like oh isn't that great the um the the guy who had ai write his proposal to his girlfriend or the uh, the, the the bridesmaid who had the the speech for the wedding written by ai so right not your personal feelings just what ai came up with is that what yeah. we want
5: no, no. Well, and plus the guy using the monocle for his job interview, you're not going to be able to cut it on the job. I suppose, unless you keep wearing your AI monocle.
4: But your best friend at your wedding can't say things off the top of their head or from their own mind or prepare them or whatever. What's the point of having some computer write you some words? I going to say, what
5: are we doing here? <laughs>
4: exactly, what are we
5: doing here? Things are getting weird and they're getting weird fast.
2: Almost finished. Let's get ready. Final thoughts with Armstrong and
4: Getty. Here's your host for
5: Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Do we have any Gordon Lightfoot imitators in the crowd who can cut us a Final Thoughts theme? Hmm. Yeah. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo, our technical director, will lead us off. Michael?
2: I'm just thinking the future is I can use my monocle when I go out my home and uh, use AI to speak. Then I can come home and have my chat GBT girlfriend. So this (laughs) is going to get really, really sad. Uh Already is. Jack, final thought for
5: us?
4: Yeah, so a little follow-up on my one son charging his brother $5 for two minutes to ride his new bike, (laughs) uh, which might sound odd, and uh, his brother was upset about that. Why won't he let him ride his bike? And I said... Well, you wouldn't let him use your cord to charge up his switch the other day. So that's why he's not letting you ride his bike. Ah. Actions have responses. It was a great uh, teachable moment, as they call them.
5: Wow, now that's some parroting right there. You know, why would a hack like me offer you a final thought when the great sage Kamala Harris could do it for me, Michael?
3: Today is today. And yesterday was today yesterday. Tomorrow
1: will be today tomorrow. So live today, so the future today will be as the past today, as it is tomorrow.
4: All right, that's a
5: comedian, but it's so perfect.
4: Her delivery is pretty good. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
5: So many people thanks a little time go to armstrongandgetty.com. You will be rewarded with some fine, hot links there. Also, you can pick up some A&G swag. The things are getting weird and getting weird fast T-shirt. Come on, everybody's wearing them. Drop us an email, mailbag at com.
4: It's got the condescending tone, her Kamala, but it sounds a little like if Kamala had a couple of martinis in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, we'll see you tomorrow. God bless America.
1: Can you explain? Armstrong and Getty. Tomorrow will be today, tomorrow. The so live today. So, the future today will be as the past. Kareem Aljub, Aljub, GT, LBG. How do you know? I know. I talked to him.
4: It's true. I didn't, it uh, wasn't my
5: idea. Didn't ask for it. Didn't solicit it. And uh, I think.
4: There's no greater Kabuki theater. It is what it
5: is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> On that high note, have a terrific day. Armstrong and Getty.
2: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.